You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Yeah, I tell you, all those decisions, Daryl, are really hard. It's not easy uh, to get this roster to 53. Um, and I told the guys that the other night after the game. It's uh, I wish I could keep everybody, but it's just not the reality of, of, of this NFL. I don't, I don't know that I have a message uh, for any of our players, really, Nate. It's uh, show up and work. Now, here's your host, my dad, Delonius Seven. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven, and you're listening to part two of the AFC North preseason symposium on Dogs by Nature Radio. We've gathered representatives from the opposition for a virtual conversation to help us prepare for the impending melee. Representing the fans of Northeast West Virginia, we are joined in the Straight Nose Chaser studios by Vince and Dimitri from the Steelers Devoted Podcast. They can be found at Steelers Devoted on Twitter. And representing the Bengals, in the spirit of Sam Weish, we have Daddy-O McDuke, senior writer from the Cincy Jungle. He can be found at Daddy-O DeFacto on Twitter. And representing the fans from the underbelly of Maryland on behalf of the Ravens is Matt Jurgensen, podcaster and writer at Be More Sports Pub. He can be found at Matt Jurgs on Twitter. In part two of this program, we're talking about what we can expect from the offenses and defenses in the toughest division in the league. Our first topic on day two of the AFC North preseason symposium is a two-parter. First, what do you think are the natural avenues to attack your team's offense? And second, how do you think our four quarterbacks will be ranked at the end of 2021? We'll start with the Ravens position and Matt Jurgensen. The best way to attack the Ravens offense has been to take the middle away, to stack the box, to limit the run game, to force Lamar Jackson to throw to the sidelines and to go deep. And in general, that has worked when it comes to the playoffs. Um, The Ravens' offense has been one that they've racked up points during the regular season, but they've struggled when it comes to playoff football. And a lot of times it's because this is the game plan that they're faced with. And whether it's fumbles or bad snaps or drop passes or bad passes, uh, they've all added up to struggles in the playoffs. Baltimore. So I would say this is the way to go until further notice. Um, one of the things moving forward, I know we've talked a lot about, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the Ravens wanting to improve their pass game, have Lamar Jackson improve his pass efficiency. And really for me, the acquisitions and the coaching staff of T. Martin as the wide receivers coach and Keith Williams as a pass game specialist who over the years has been a personal trader to many Pro Bowl wide receivers. That's what I'm going to be looking at closely to see what will they do to put their mark on the passing game. Um, we know Greg Roman can engineer uh, running schemes and create uh, lanes uh, for runners. He has struggled over the years with uh, being able to do that kind of uh, that kind of magic with uh, receiving core. So the addition of these two guys really is what I'm kind of hoping to see that's going to change and help transform the Ravens do a much more multifaceted offense. When you think about quarterbacks, I mean, the again, the I mentioned this earlier, the AFC North really has some great uh, play callers. 
I would, if I'm ranking them, I have to go Lamar first just because he's got the dual threat ability, um, the running ability, and really just game-breaking athleticism um, that you just, you know, you're kind of in awe of some of the things he can do. Baker Mayfield, I'd put it number two. I mean, uh, I feel that he's he's in a place really to succeed. He's shown some abilities, again, to lead comebacks. Uh, he's shown some toughness. So I like him at number two. Number three is Ben Roethlisberger. Um, even though, again, the Steelers were 12-4, and four, people are really going to remember more how the season ended in how they dropped four or five. They lost in the playoffs. And really Ben's performance in the playoffs was, you know, showed a player that looked like he was pretty much on his last legs. So he still has some more to prove, I think, in what might be his final season of what was certainly a Hall of Fame career. Uh, but he's number three. Number four, Joe Burrow. A guy, again, coming off injury, um, I think in the limited sample size that we saw him in, you could see where he's going to be a good one. It's just going to be a matter of, is Cincinnati going to be able to surround him with talent? Um, you know, choosing Jamar Chase is a good start, but, you know, what about the offensive line? So I know uh, Cincinnati fans are probably concerned about making sure they keep Joe Burrow upright until they can kind of get enough talent uh, to be able to put together a, a really good offense and be able to, to challenge in the AFC North. Matt, that's a fantastic response. Appreciate the insights on T. Martin. So now we return to Southwest Ohio to hear how Daddy McDuke would attack the Bengals' offense. The interior offensive line is still a question mark, and then they're not very good at the run block. They have a talented running back, but they can't get the push. They can't create the hole so far to get him going. It's going to be uh, stopping the passing game. And if you're creative with the you know, stunts and whatnot, you can get pressure inside pretty easily unless something changes drastically. Lots of thoughts and prayers for Joe Burrow. Hopefully that line can keep it together so we can reach his full potential in 15 out of the 17 games this year. Now we'll wrap up this topic by getting the perspective of Vince and Dimitri from the Steelers Devoted Podcast. Well, I think they're going to try to run the ball as much as possible. and But, you know, you'd like to say, well, it's going to be more play action. Even in those, there were play action plays where there would be, you know, oh, Ben faked to the right, Najee went to the left. That still froze the linebackers and it still opens up a play. And speaking to people like Alex Azora with Steelers Depot, you know, he would say a lot of the completions over 20 yards down the field were created because of the play design, not just the separation of the wide receiver or, you know, just overall skill level. And that's good to see. So hopefully it the kind of splash plays that they were really lacking last season are created because of the offense's identity to want to run the ball first, build off play action, and then, you know, go five wide or whatever when you absolutely need to. What we're not going to see, hopefully, is the, you know, run the ball for a yard, a yard you know, and then pass, you know, short dink and duck. I don't, whatever the opposite of that is, mixed in with some more play action, I think that's what you're going to see. As far as quarterbacks go, the best quarterback as far as talent in this division is Lamar Jackson. All right. If Lamar Jackson figures out how to throw outside the numbers, it's over for a lot of people because he's an absolute, you know, talent. Um, you know, the level of scrutiny that Ben is getting, you know, for the, apparently the rest of the NFL only watched, you know, weeks after 11 last year. They, they watched Pittsburgh Steelers. I get it. It's, it's a punchy bag. He's been in the league forever. Cool. Um, but, you know, Baker Mayfield and Ben Offer are kind of at the, at the same place right now in their career. Uh, I shouldn't say time-wise, but I don't think, you know, is Ben a top 10 quarterback now? I think he's a top 15 quarterback, absolutely. And I think Baker Mayfield is right there with him. Uh, and then there's, and then there's Joe Burrow. So um, I would go like Jackson and then 2A, 2B, Mayfield and Roethlisberger and then Burrow. 
So I agree with you. I think the offense of the Steelers is going to be a very similar, but also very different in the fact that there's going to be more motion, more play action, as you mentioned. And I think they're trying to try to not necessarily, I've always thought about it. I felt like even the Todd Haley years, I just felt like the Steelers looked at their offense rightfully so and said, we just have better players than your defense. And we think our players are better. I just felt like it was very much, you know, driven towards one-on-one matchups and not really the play design and, and play setting up other plays. Um, so I think that's what you're going to see a little bit different from the Steelers offense, which I think is exciting. Um, and I was like you said, they're definitely going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to be physical. They're going to try to impose their will on other, on other teams and not play with as much as finesse, as much finesse as they have recently. So um, kind of your, kind of a mixture of your old school Steelers that their hope is, I think of old school Steelers, power football, mixed with some new age, you know, football with the misdirection, jet sweeps and that kind of thing. Um, I think I'm in agreement with you in regards to the quarterback ranking. Um, I'd probably put a definitive then number two in front of Baker Mayfield. Um, and then I'd put Burrow. Um, I honestly think, I honestly think Burrow is more talented than Baker Mayfield. Um, yes, he's a athlete. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't, I'll leave him three, four for now, Baker and um, uh, and Burrow. But Burrow, I think is you know the Bengals are an interesting story. I don't think they're. I'm not as hyped as a lot of people. Some, some. Not, I'm not saying people think they're going to go to the playoffs, but there's some people certainly that think that the Bengals are going to be the third best team in the division. I don't see that, um, but I do think uh, Burrow, um, if he does get this team to you know seven, seven, six, seven wins, um, you know I'd probably eat regardless of what the Browns' record is. I, again. You know, I still think the Browns are more reliant on their running game, and it's not it's not Baker focused. Um, I have to see Baker kind of like you know take it take them and and, and really um, win win some games on on the back of his on you know on his shoulders sure. um, for me to He's really believe in times. him. Right, so yeah. um, that's what I need to see. But yeah, so again, Jackson, like you said, but Ben def- definitive number two with Baker at three and Burrow four. What I appreciate about Baker Mayfield is that he has done his best to overcome the dysfunction that has been the Cleveland Browns for 17 years. Um, and I, I appreciate that because that, that was no easy task. Because it was a grinder. It was a meat grinder for quarterbacks. It was two years done. We're drafting the top five. Who are we picking next? Yeah, those were definitely dark days. But stability at the quarterback position changes all of that. I'm interested to see how you'll feel about this point at the end of 2021. Now we shift to the topic of defense. I don't want to admit who I think has an edge on the defensive side of the football, but is there a question of what we will see throughout 2021 in terms of the strongest defense? And are the rivalry lines beginning to shift in the AFC North? Let's start off with Daddy McDuke of the Cincy Jungle. The strongest defense, I guess, is going to be the Steelers. I mean, I mean, really, until you know, until we see someone else. I mean, because they have the pass rush. I mean, it's just amazing. Unfortunately, Daddy, I have to agree with you here. Defense seems to be in the Steelers' DNA. Let's hear what Matt Jurgensen has to say about the defenses and the rivalry from the Ravens' perspective. I think Baltimore has a good defense. I think Cleveland has a good defense as well. But I think the best defense in the division is Pittsburgh. Um, they really have the edge up front, defensive line, you know, Hayward and Tuitt. Um, of course, the edge rushing of T.J. Watt. Um, again, they, they, they're aggressive. They get after you. They want to turn you over and, uh, and put points on the board. So I think it's something they're really going to rely on this year in particular uh, for success. 
Um, in terms of rivalries, I mean, I mentioned this earlier. I mean, the rivalries kind of run deep between Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Cleveland and Baltimore and Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Pittsburgh was 12-4. and four. They won the division last year. Uh, they got offensive line issues, I think. Um, ben Roethlisberger looks like this is his final year. Um, you'd you'd like to think that it's really going to be more of a two-team race between Cleveland and Baltimore for the division. Um, I just feel like you can never count Pittsburgh out. I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss them. So I, I think until we see otherwise, it'll be those three teams moving forward. And uh, we'll see once we get into you know November, December, which one really emerges emerges out of the three? I think that'll be really the fun of uh, the 2021 season. I think the battle is going to be epic. Well, guess it's time to hear about defenses and rivalries from Steelers reps Dimitri and Vince. So, I still think the Steelers. I know the talents on Cleveland's defense. I still, outside of Miles Garrett, I kind of have some questions of where they're going to get the pass rush. Um, I, I don't care that Jadavon Clowney's on that team. Um, He's only going up against guards, apparently. Right. I, I, and I, so I, I don't, I, again, he's an interesting player, certainly. He's got talent, but, you know, he's not a great pass rusher, despite what people think, um, especially from the outside. He can get penetration on the inside, which, like you just said, but doesn't wow me. Um, I still have, I like it. I, I love the addition of John Johnson in the secondary. Um, yes. Obviously, they have Denzel Ward. Um, they did just lose a linebacker for the season, um, Jacob Phillips, I think. Um, so I have some questions at linebacker. And I know that there's talent on that team, um, but I still think the Steelers um, have the best division in football. Um, I think it's uh, – yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, best division of defense in football. The thing is, you know, when you look at the, the, the Browns and their talent, obviously, um, I think the Ravens – Ravens are a team that have a really solid secondary. Yes. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I don't know where they're going to get their pass rush from. Um, I know they brought in Justin Houston. How much does he have left? Um, uh, draft pick from a Penn State. Right. Uh, right. And so I, I, I think when you look at the, the, the defenses in this football, I, I still think the Steelers carry that torch, especially with their front seven, um, especially with the addition of Joe Schobert. Um. And their pass rush, right? I, I, and I, so I, I don't. I, again, he's an interesting player. Certainly, he's got talent, but you know, he's not a great pass rusher, despite what people think. Um, especially from the outside, he can get penetration on the inside, which, like you just said, but doesn't wow me. Um, I still have. I like it. I, I love the addition of John Johnson in the secondary. Um, yes. Obviously, they have Denzel Ward. Um, they did just lose a linebacker for the season, um, Jacob Phillips, I think. Um, so I have some questions at linebacker. And I know that there's talent on that team, um, but I still think the Steelers um, have the best division in football. Um, I think it's uh, – yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, best division of defense in football. The thing is, you know, when you look at the, the, the Browns and their talent, obviously, um, I think the Ravens like, – Ravens are a team that have a really solid secondary. Yes. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I don't know where they're going to get their pass rush from. Um, I know they brought in Justin Houston. How much does he have left? Um, uh, draft pick from a Penn State. Right. Uh, right. And so I, I, I think when you look at the, the, the defenses in this football, I, I still think the Steelers carry that torch, especially with their front seven, um, especially with the addition of Joe Schobert. 
um, and their pass rush with Highsmith and do and and um, and Ingram and Watt. Uh, hopefully, Tua gets healthy and everything. Obviously, all the you know uh, everything he's been go- he's had to go through. Obviously, losing his brother in the offseason. So I'm I'm looking forward to the Steelers carrying the carrying the. Uh, um, What's the word? I'm carrying the torch, I guess. Yeah, yeah thank you for uh, the best division and in, in, in the, in the uh, division at least. Um, but I will say to the, to the, to the rivalry shifting, um, yes, the Browns came into Pittsburgh and punched the Steelers right in the mouth. Um, I need to see them do it again um, to really believe that it's really changing. I understand it's a, it's a, it's I, like I said, they have all the right pieces, right? Kevin Stefanski, good head coach. They've got the talent. Um, they got a quarterback that does he does his job well. Um, now it's about what do you do now that you everyone knows that you're a good team and everyone knows what you bring to the table. And now that you're kind of the hunt, hunted, not the hunters anymore, right? So how do you respond to that? So we'll have to see. Um, yeah. I, I still think the Steelers are the um, – I'm not saying they're the better team on paper, but if you ask me who I believe in more, I'm going to go with the organization that uh, hasn't had 30,000 head coaches in the last – 10 years so I'm going to still say the Steelers are the better team um, from a consistency perspective yeah this is something I'm not going to budge on Uh, the Ravens by far have the best corners in the division they have I love Marlon Humphrey Um, I don't like Marcus Peters personally but Marlon Humphrey is a fan. I would trade him in a heartbeat, you know, to the Steelers. Yep. Um, and, you know, it shows with their depth when they traded Sean Wade um, to New England. Uh, and, and then you go, okay, so who is the best front seven? That's the Steelers. The three guys that the Steelers have on the edge, if they stay healthy, it's just constantly coming at you. You can, you know, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett are two of the best, the two best pass rushers in the NFL. I don't, there doesn't have to be an argument. You know, they both are great players. Um, where they were picked are slightly different, and I, you know, you can give the edge to whomever. But then when you have Alex Highsmith is a name that everybody's going to know by the end of the, of the season. I'm just letting people that know that now. And then you have Marvin Ingram who looks completely healthy, and he could be the one coming off the edge, you know, third. Okay, and this I don't think the Browns can compete with that. And the inside linebacker, I love the pick of JOK um, for Cleveland, but I think just right now, currently with Schober and um, Devin Bush, the Steelers without the upper hand in that. Uh, corners, I, you know, you're about tied on. And then I think as far as safeties, um, I'm not going to sit here and beef up Edmonds. But, um, you know, we got Fitzpatrick who kind of locks down the middle there. And, and Josh Johnson will be very good for you guys. But I, I don't think the defense is on the Steelers' caliber yet. Um, and plus, they just keep finding guys, you know, for Pittsburgh. And hopefully they will. If James Pierre steps up for them in the defense, I think it could be to have the potential to be very, very good. Yeah, the, and as far as the rivalry goes, it's absolutely shifting. Well, the Browns are making a bigger um, play, if you will. You know, it's, I think Demetri and I would agree. It's kind of like people ask me, like, are you worried about the Browns? Like, I think about the Ravens. And I, it, that does not necessarily mean disrespect to Cleveland, but like when I think about winning the division, I think about Baltimore. And, Correct. and it's just because it's consistency. And, and I don't mean that as a slight, but. You know, if the Browns consistently do it, then absolutely I'll include it. It's it's fun. You know, me living in Columbus now, it's a lot more fun. You know, as soon of course as soon as I moved here, it seemed to get really real. Um, so, yeah, they are shifting, but you know, it's the last twenty years did happen. So I just try to remember that. And you guys absolutely kicked our rear ends um, in the playoffs, and I hated every second of it. Um, so 
I would love to get the chance to play that game again, but you know, that's hindsight. Vince and Dimitri, this is excellent content. Sometimes it's tough to hear the truth. No doubt in Cleveland we remember the last 20 years, and that's why we're looking so forward to the next 20. And with that, we'll put this one in the books. You're listening to the AFC North Preseason Symposium on Dogs by Nature Radio. Our guests can be found at Daddio DeFacto, at Steelers Devoted, and at Matt Jergs on Twitter. Stay tuned for part three of the symposium coming in the next days. Once again, my name is Thelonious7. Signing off from the Straight No Chaser Studios here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Take care and go Browns. <laughs>